Welcome to the Exit Strategy, your no bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Hi, it's Elizabeth Stevenson with New Direction Family Law, and we are so excited to have... The man, the Drum myth, roll, please. the legend, <laughs> attorney Chris Hicks back with us. And I'm I'm Jen Bordeaux, the director of public relations. Yeah, we're glad you're here too. Try, yeah, it's fine. Uh, trying to fill in, failing, and attorney and partner Sarah Hinks instead. Chris, thanks for joining us again, man. How you doing? Of course, I'm doing great. I'm uh, feeling a little better. I, I gave Sarah whatever I had earlier this week so i could be here sharing is caring in sharing <laughs> we work so closely together this is gonna yeah. be really random but i've been say, elizabeth i love your shoes and i know the listeners you can't see them but they're these nude heels that have these beaded outlining and it's just really pretty and before i forgot i wanted to tell you so well thank you they're new i appreciate that <laughs> if i didn't work in a firm with 11 women i wouldn't know what any of that meant but i do well, he does <laughs> uh, so chris has joined us on a few episodes before um talking about all kinds of things boobs versus dudes and men about divorce and just his perspective of family law. So we're so happy to, to have you back on. I don't know if you guys have been listening or watching uh, the news or social, a if you have not heard. social media, but um, Will Smith has kind of been around a lot recently. And um, while the event at the Oscars was not necessarily directly related to family law, something else that has been around in the public a lot related to Will Smith and his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, is their open relationship. Obviously, we cannot 100% confirm or deny, oh, but, Joe. but Joe did find a, a, a quote from a GQ-related article. <laughs> yeah, it was basically Will Smith saying that they had redefined what their marriage was and something that worked for them. And there's, there's, I think that he wrote in his memoir about them splitting up and in a lot of the stuff regarding polygamy. And, and it's not like it's a rumor. He's verified it. I think they, they have... I don't know what it is now, but I think it's certainly right. in the past has been referred to as an open marriage by both of them. And I think by the time this episode comes out, it'll be a few weeks post all of the right. Will Smith, Rock, Chris Rock drama. But it is something that you guys have seen with cases is open relationships gone bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they usually do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I guess we don't know what we don't know. They don't come see us if it doesn't go bad. But there's it, it can because you have it. I think this came up this week in, in the firm that there was an open relationship. They had rules around everything. Then all of a sudden somebody went outside the rules. And it, is that adultery? <laughs> you know? Yeah, we, we had quite a debate, debate about, about that. that. Yeah. yeah, it's I an mean, interesting I, question. I, I tend to refer to them as non-traditional <laughs> relationships. But yeah, I have a case like that right now where we discuss this, where you, you set these boundaries, you set these limits, and that's... What works for some people, but then emotions get involved right. and you might fall for this person or you might think there's something better out there for you. and You might end up having a child with this person. <laughs> exactly. We all, did. All, and we had yeah. two couples that were married. They were live, all living together. And then one husband got with the other wife. One husband got with the other wife and they each had babies. Hmm? And that did not go well. So they ended up, everybody just... Split up. Everybody get a divorce. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that, that, that was a two for that was a two for right there. Yeah, well, that, that's that's what we refer to as a love square, <laughs> not a love triangle. It's a love square. I like that. That's good. Yeah. I've heard you guys refer to the prenups and including verbiage in there about what would happen if somebody cheated. Have you ever seen a prenup that would 
define the really the boundaries of an open marriage where they're like hey this is what the open marriage looks like we we half jokingly <laughs> referred to that this week that's a service we should provide <laughs> you know but if you want to have an open relationship come see us we'll, we'll, we'll draft a contract we with are these great roles. contract we're great drafters and I, I can't think of a bad reason not, not to, to do that you know if right. that's what you want to do and you want to lay a, down these rules let's put it on paper do we need to add a, a new that's page? against public policy but <laughs> maybe <laughs> we need to add to the, the, a new page to the website like <laughs> open marriage contracts <laughs> what'd you call them a traditional non-traditional non -traditional marriage non -traditional agreements marriage also joe i'm really glad to hear that you really do listen to us on these podcasts <laughs> <laughs> he's not just over there clicking on yeah. the computer yeah <laughs> Okay, okay, we're laughing, but there's consequences if you do step outside, right? Yeah, I certainly think so. And the, the case I'm working on, it's, it affects a lot of things. You've got alimony. You're going to be barred from alimony if you have an affair. And so right. you know, going outside of this agreement you have with your spouse, is that an affair? Is that adultery? Is that, is that, is that you worth know? it? I mean, think, right? think about that. Before you go <laughs> on, and hook up at that hotel room and you're a stay-at-home mom or you don't make a lot of money, you're not going to get any alimony. You're just not. It's yeah. not going to happen. Is an agreement that us a couple might have an open marriage is that admissible in court? Like it's all right, we had an open marriage. That would be a defense to that for mm -hmm. for sure. But they don't have a legal contract, and one person can be like, "Yeah, but that's not what I meant." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why attorneys exist in the world. Right. I mean, I, mean, I could see other people, not you. Yeah, other people. And that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's when it comes down to the decision of a district court judge who was elected by. You know, 600 people in his district and, you know, what they're going to decide. And I mean, have a very open mind. It really does depend on that. It really does. Yeah. All right. So you're going to lose alimony. Um, not really an issue. People always think it's an issue for custody, but I don't really think it. Unless you're stepping out and leaving your six-year-old at home by themselves. Yeah. I mean, if you're leaving your kid in the car at the, you know, the parking lot at the hotel. Maybe but if if you've got. Your... I remember what one was given a blowjob in the YMCA parking lot with the kid waiting in for the car. You know, waiting for the kid to come. Out. Yeah, and we've certainly all seen those videos of <laughs> giving that blowjob, <laughs> and, and, and the kids watching, you know, cartoons in the corner. I, like, I had one. I can't get that out of I, my yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. Other than just having, and, and there's occasionally you'll introduce your paramour to your kids and right right get this person around your kids maybe that affects custody but for the most, most part, part not and, and it's not going to affect child support no it's not going to affect child it's not going to affect your property unless i don't know you're transferring we've seen unless you were transferring you know yeah unless you're just, you know going on european trips and spending hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars but really and buying not. expensive jewelry for your lover right. things like that but it's really the alimony, alimony. issue yeah so if you don't have an alimony issue go for <laughs> yeah yeah so i found some stats i'm curious if you guys could guess so this is from cnn they did a study out of cambria with a psychologist who led it i guess they're trying to make it seem like it was a legitimate study but uh what do you think percentage of marriages are open both people agree to by I agreement know. or by fact <laughs> i guess it had to be self-identified yeah, okay. in the case of this i'm gonna say 35 percent that seems high I'm that does seem with, high to me. I'm going to go with 12%. 12? All right. I would say around the 15. It's less than 1%. Shut up. Okay. Okay. Oh, less than really? one. Yeah. And then uh, research. So they did oh, another study. What percentage of open marriages end in divorce? Mm. 100. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'd say 95 99. or higher. It's 92. I don't know if the study ends or if it just yeah. at a certain point. It's, give it a minute. We'll see what <laughs> Yeah, I guess I don't know how people 
I don't know how people do that. You got you, at some point you're going to develop feelings for somebody. It's, it's so, at some point yeah. it feels like something that didn't need to exist. Like we already had that. It's called not marriage. Yeah. Like not marriage. <laughs> I'm all for progress and redefining how we think about things, but there are some traditional values that are there because they are just there. Yeah, when yeah. emotions come into play, like there's there's got to be some. Yeah. Yeah, my philosophy is always if you're not hurting anybody else or yourself or that person, I don't really care what you do. But there's some, there is some all out, and there can be if you have kids and that sort of thing. So absolutely, just keep it in your pants and separate, and then you do whatever the hell you want to. And then, not to mention, in North Carolina, you can get or the paramour can maybe be in hot water. So what's a paramour? Attorneys answer that question. <laughs> the non-attorney in the room. Uh, that, that's the non-spouse lover, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's actually funny with that. In, I saw this in Target not too long ago. We worked in family law when, <laughs> and there is a brand of ladies' undergarments called Paramore. Shut up, yeah, really? And I was like, huh. like I get it from a marketing standpoint. I really get it. But I was like, I had, before family law, I would have never, never put two and two together for that. So Sorry, I, I did. I did find another stat that kind of <laughs> makes your answer sound a lot better. Okay. Percentage <laughs> of couples that have experimented with consensual non-monogamy but didn't go to open marriage is 25%. Okay. Okay. I bet you one of them did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see that stat. <laughs> the non-consensual open relationship. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a rudely interrupted you. Um, so, yeah. So the paramour can be in hot water here in North Carolina, potentially, by way of two claims that we have, alienation of affection and criminal conversation, which I know you and Sarah have talked about before in other podcasts, not necessarily in... in so much detail, but so what does that mean for, for the paramour? What are those two claims and why is it important? How they how can they be affected? Mr. Heck? Considering I did, considering I did a deposition, deposition this morning on yeah. that. So criminal conversation is basically the simple fact that you had sex with a married person without the other spouse's consent. And then alienation of affection is not necessarily just from affairs. It typically is what mm -hmm. we see is from an affair, but sometimes it's called the mother-in-law statute as mm -hmm. well. Basically, you have interfered in this relationship, this marriage, and had an affair with the person and caused them to leave their spouse. And the reason they call it a you know, mother-in-law statute, too, is because your mother-in-law can talk enough junk about you to, to, her, to, yeah, to her daughter to make her leave you as well. But that's what a paramour runs the risk of. Criminal conversation is typically easy. Did you have sex during the marriage? Yeah. Alienation of affections. Harder to pursue. Yeah, because you got to show that they had a strong and loving relationship. Yeah. And by default, sometimes, well, I'm Seeing somebody else, obviously it was not that strong and loving. And that other person has to know you're married and sometimes they may not know. So have you, do you see those cases really ever go to trial? Have you guys ever had a case of a, alienation of affection or criminal conversation go to trial or do they generally settle? They generally settle, but I had an attorney here in Wake County. We had a case together and had to be continued because he was in jury trial with that. And he got a nice multi thousand 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 dollar settlement well there was that. there was one out of durham a few years ago that was i think eight million yeah those are those are the atypical but again you could sue this person and they owe nothing so you don't get anything but generally it's used as a negotiating point if you do this kind of thing then i'll waive my right to go after this yeah i've certainly done that when you're negotiating with your spouse Say, okay, let's not fight over the house i'm going to keep the house and i'm not going to sue your boyfriend or sign a waiver i'm not going <laughs> to sue your boyfriend it's not worth anything anyway. Yeah. Something like that. But typically you're not, typically that they will settle. The costs of it are enormous to go to trial on them. I mean, you're talking a week long jury trial in superior court. You're talking lots and lots of money to get to that 
who has $150,000 they're just going to pay out right. at and the end of a jury verdict. I mean, prove it. See, people lie all the time. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I never said that. So you got to have a PI. you got to have all this stuff. Forensic looking at your computer, computer your phone, all of that stuff. So right. it's, sometimes it's just, I don't like them. Per, I think it's archaic, but. It, it is incredibly archaic. And we're going to say it even property. has it. I yeah. It's mean, ridiculous. Yeah. And if you, because I, I know that I've had sometimes when people have called in, it's been a while since I've had a call related directly to someone wanting to seek an alienation of affection claim, I feel like, but they'll say, I want to find out more information about this and if I can pursue this. And then I ask them if they're separated and they're like, no, we're still trying to work it out. Do you even have a claim for alienation of affection if you're still with your spouse? I, mean, I, I think, think you can. Yeah, there's some leeway, I think, with, well, we're going to try to work it out. We're going to go to counseling that fails, I think you can still go back to that being the right reason why, why you even had to go to counseling to start yeah. off with. Kind of thing. Yeah, I think there's some leeway there, not just because you tried to work it out, the affection wasn't alienated. Another thing is if you, let's say you do this and then you admit it to the other person, oh yeah, I slept with them, I did that, and then you two sleep together again and start to stay married, that's a different story because then you've forgiven that person, you've wiped the slate clean so to speak and now you can't that's a done deal does it now if he does it again that's another problem you may be advised to <laughs> start that spark again and which i have done and had done to me <laughs> not personally professionally. Like, oh yeah you certainly advise your client hey see if you can rekindle yeah a good yeah. dinner about like one take 150 bucks go get a nice dinner and let's see if we can save you a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> but it's it's it, it's never dull is all I can say. It's not. And then you have that other little you know, layer of complexity where adultery is a crime in North Carolina. True. You know, it's still a misdemeanor in North Carolina. We're one of few states that it's still on the books. This deposition I had today, I'm asking my client's wife, did you sleep with this man? And she pleads the Fifth, Fifth Amendment, Amendment because it's a crime. She is, If she said yes, she's admitting to a crime. So she gets hide behind that protection of the fifth amendment it's not just nobody's going to prosecute it i, I haven't I seen an adultery know. case product prosecuted in my lifetime maybe have bigger fish to fry well, it, exactly <laughs> but but you get to hide behind that right. now which is just another good old bible belt <laughs> tradition hanging on to so for listeners who are not attorneys or in the legal world what you, you've said that you've had a deposition this morning mm -hmm. what exactly is a deposition <laughs> a good deposition point. is just taking a person's sworn testimony Outside of court. It, that's the only thing I will say that when you watch a legal show on television, that's actually what happens. You sit around a conference table, someone asks you questions, the other, the, they're talking into this whole thing and they're transcribing. And then you're under oath. It's like being in court. Mm -hmm. And so then it's all transcribed. So then you can use that in court to, for credibility or to prove something, that sort of thing. Yeah. You can say in your deposition, you, you said, said this, yeah, and break out the the gold transcript. Yeah. <laughs> right. Bless the court reporters. That, that you know they must have a good job. Oh, I mean, they, well, they, they get paid. PI or a court reporter. They get paid. <laughs> they get paid well enough to do it. Yeah. But also remember too, there's a, a, it's not a new case, but, and people do this all the time. I always tell them not to. Don't start dating once you separate because it looks really fishy. <laughs> you start dating someone like a day, a week after you separate. And y'all are really tight. And then you try to convince someone, oh, no, we weren't seeing each other before. Mm -hmm. They can use that as evidence to prove or show that you were. But that's yeah. another reason just to chill, take a breath, take care of yourself, and then get out there if you want to. Yeah. The 
phrase that always comes up is opportunity and, and inclination. inclination. If you're you're going to go spend the night with this guy the day you separate, I'm going to look back and I'm going to see, did you have a chance to spend the night with I this guy I... in the months before? Are you inclined to do that? And I can prove an affair that didn't happen, maybe. I mean, you don't have to catch him in bed. You can, I mean, if a P.I. said, go get their picture at 11 o'clock and come back and the hood's still cold and they haven't moved. So, right. you know, you just have to show they've been there overnight. And so the, the opportunity is, y'all were in that apartment all night. Of course you did. And I think that people in those situations, like the person maybe who is, like, separated and then the next day they're whatevering, <laughs> whatever that is, then they think that they're just in the clear, oh, I'm out of the house. Right, fine. Exactly. I mean... I personally went through that. Spouse left, and three days later, we still had joint credit cards and stuff, so I could see where he was spending <laughs> money. And I was like, "Now listen, that old I wasn't born yesterday." <laughs> People are, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but they're really st stupid. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all you have to do is look at their text. You don't even have to see the what the text says. You just have to see that they're doing it constantly. They're doing it at 12 o'clock in the morning, three o'clock, taking it to the bathroom with them when they go and all this other right. stuff. Like, yeah, well, that's what I always tell people. I was born at night, but not, not last not night. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So these are not tips to get away with it, we promise. No. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but if you're going to do, do, do these things, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. <laughs> come, come see us for some coaching. Yes. Yeah, don't, okay. don't think with your dick is all I thought. <laughs> Hey y'all, it's Jen with New Direction Family Law. And if you've ever been through a divorce, you may have guessed or found out that determining who gets what property can be one of the most complicated and confusing issues of divorce. It is so important that you're represented by an experienced family law attorney who knows marital property law and will advocate for your best interest. New Direction Family Law has over 30 years experience protecting the rights of our clients and their assets. We aggressively advocate, we support, and we absolutely educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So give us a call today to schedule an initial consultation at 919-719-3470, or you can reach us at our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. We, we were talking your about this today covered. again, Chris, after your deposition wrapped up, we were speaking with the client, we were like, and I just said, all of the drama just makes me so appreciative of the lack of drama in my life. So whenever someone comes to you Let's say they have been sued with an alienation of affection case. What's your first step? What do you tell that person? You're screwed. No, I don't think you say you're screwed, but, but now you ask them to tell you their story and see if it it actually does meet the elements of the claim. If the claim's filed, it's filed, but sometimes you may just have to throw a little money at it to make it go away or give the wife all the equity in the house to make it go away. Because the other thing is they're going to bring the the other person in. So if the husband is the one that's been accused of cheating and he's got a girlfriend over here, I'm sure he's going to pull her in and mm -hmm. I'm going to subpoena her and I'm going to get her phone. She don't want any of that. Yeah, I, I just think about the deposition today. That has to be so, and we've and there's been plenty of others. It has to be right. so awkward that you've got the spouse that has filed the alienation of affection suit and then you've got the opposing party, which is technically the, right. par the paramour, which you guys have been educated on today. <laughs> and then you've also got the former soon-to-be ex in the same room asking these very intimate questions and showing very racy pictures, <laughs> <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> First thing I saw this morning at 9 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, that's all right. This day started off strong. I didn't have coffee for that. Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah, and that's something to think about. Like, you're going to be, it's going to be very tough. When I get that person, what I want to decide is, 
what's their intention with this new person? Do you want to make this second relationship last? Because at the end of the day, we're trying to make people's lives at least a little, a little bit better, better at course. the end of the day. Right. And maybe it didn't work out with your wife or your husband, but, and you've got this new person you're interested in. How devoted are you to that? Because if this is just somebody that you were messing around with, then whatever. But if, but if you're trying to build something with this new person, regardless of how awful you might've done it, I, you don't want that person coming into court. You don't want that right. person getting deposed. You don't want that person's phone and text message records coming into evidence. You don't want that. So you're going to try to make that go away for that person. person. Right. Whether it's signing, you know, like Elizabeth said, all the equity in the house over so that you can get that waiver that your spouse won't sue that person. That's what I'm trying to figure out. A lot of times I don't want you to tell me whether you <laughs> did this or that, that. because I can't let you get on the stand and say something different, different, you know, but I want to know how, how you want to move forward with your life because I can try to guide you that way, depending on what your end result is here. You know, I you remember we had, I think he came to me and then it ended up with you and story he told, sometimes the story you hear when you first meet a a potential client, because when they don't know you and you're asking them all these intimate questions is very different three weeks or a month later and slowly oh no we weren't just sitting in the truck at at lunch we weren't just doing this and then you start finding out more so a lot of times the advice we may give in the beginning may change drastically as we go along so you have to have to trust your attorney Mm -hmm. that we're going to guide you in the right way but we cannot do that if you're not honest with us and as embarrassing as it may be for you it there's nothing that we haven't heard and and there's no shame in what it is what it is. We'll take care of it, but you got to be honest about it. Yeah. I, I don't care I don't, I, about right. your story. <laughs> I, I want to know your story. I want to help you, but right. I don't care how you got there. But if we had my craziest client in here right now, <laughs> you'd be shocked. You would you know? feel same. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I always tell people, they're like, oh, my story's so sorry. It's so drama. And I say, look, even top 10%. I, mean, come I, get on. That, I get that during the intake. Call, like, <laughs> this is going to sound so crazy. I just want to sit back and be like, hold my beer. I promise you it's not. But it is for, but you have to make it, it, is, I mean, it is for them. It I is. agree. But it, then you got to get them over that hump and let them understand that it's not the end. One, it's not the end of the world. It can be taken care of. Yeah. Like, right. Life will go on. Well, I know that it seems like a complete shit storm right now, but it, it will go on. Yeah. The other issue is it does not help. You got kids and it doesn't help any of that at all. It just, stirs things up if you want to stay with that person that's fine but understand it's not going to help you get anything settled yeah that was my other question now just flipping the coin then instead of defending someone if someone comes into you wanting to pursue an alienation of, of affection case or and or i feel like they generally go hand in hand unless it's yeah. a mother-in-law obviously well i just talked about my craziest client <laughs> Don't never say never. Yeah, (laughs) we've had some questionable situations, that's for sure. But someone that's coming to you wanting to pursue an alienation of affection case, where where do you start with them? What do you advise them as far as really, is this worth it? This is what you're going to be facing kind of thing? Or how do you start there on the other side of the coin? I think it depends. I don't know about you, Chris, but some of them, I don't, one I don't want. I have one that that it's so egregious. Mm -hmm. I don't take AFA cases per se, but I'm, if this oh, one goes to, to me, I do, I give them to Chris, but if this one goes <laughs> forward, I will take this one because it is so bad. Sometimes this person hurts someone and that makes it wrong to me, like more than just being an asshole. Yeah. And I, and I think I know which one you're talking yeah. about where husband is siphoning off money from right. family businesses to right. give to Paramore. And 
more than one. Uh, My first question is why? Why do you want to do this? Are are you trying to get rich? Because you're probably not not, going to. Right. Because you can have a million dollar house. Your defendant can have a million dollar house. They can drive a Tesla. They can have all these things. But when it comes time to collect that judgment, they're just going to put an exemption on it and we're never going to see it. Or they're going to file bankruptcy and you're you're behind 35 creditors, you know, for this. And so, not to mention, I feel like that it, the, the claim itself is fueled by the emotional hurt, which is understandable because it is such a betrayal and hurt that you want relief from and you want revenge, so to speak. But at the end of the day, that pursuing that money is not going to fix the hurt and the emotions you got to sift through. Exactly. And that's the other thing I try to figure out is, do you, are you trying to get rich? You're probably not going to. Are you trying to get vengeance? I don't really roll like that, but Maybe that's what it is, but you've got to understand you're going to hurt your family. You're going to hurt your kids. You're going right, to hurt right. everybody in the process because everybody's going down for this. That's true. You know, that's true. You have no kids. If you, you know, work for yourself, maybe we'll maybe. go after that. Right. But uh, other than that, everybody's in the crossfire. Right. You know, I, I've got cases where there's kids and one spouse is talking about daddy suing mom's boyfriend or all kinds of things that are going to happen. This fallout is just yeah. huge. Not to mention just the litigation process is just, it's not fun. It, you know what I mean? Like, it's just stressful. No, it's, for, like, it's, it's, like, like, it's like taking on another job that you hate. Well, yeah, like the case I have, it, we're in, we're two years in and we've got nowhere. And I make sure people know that. At the end of the day, I'm going home to my family and I'm going to have dinner and I'm going to put my kid to bed and I'm going to watch TV and I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it the next day. You're not doing that. Right. You're living and dying with this. You're thinking about this all the time. I'm not doing that. I'm going to think about it when I'm billing you for it. But other than that, I'm going to go on with my day and, and they need to understand quiet moments of the night still feel not to mention, and correct me if I'm wrong, like even if you're the one that's or filing the alienation of affection action that opens litigation. So just like we can depose the paramour, you can also be deposed as the other party in the case. And you could be, they can serve discovery on you. So it could yeah. be a, a load of work for you, but sometimes people, and this happens in every case, sometimes <laughs> people just need their Day. I'll go to court with you. I'll advocate as best I can. You're going to get your ass kicked. <laughs> and if they do, but and sometimes they feel better and sometimes they don't, but at least you've given them, it's their choice. Mm-hmm. I can't make that choice for them. Yeah. And we deal with that more than any other area of law. And I had a case last week with the attorney and I, on the other side, we sat back and we said, look, these two just need to say what they need to say. And we had a temporary custody hearing and they got to air it all out and we'll work it out down the road, but they just needed that time. Right. Their day in court. Some people just need to be, especially if you've been in a relationship where you haven't been heard, and this is your place to do it. And it's like Chris says, and you always know, right now it's a shitstorm. It will get better. And sometimes it will, and sometimes just getting that out can help you forward sometimes. But, but it's not only, always the best choice. It, it's not. Mind. And the difference, the difference between a temporary custody hearing and a jury trial on alienation of affection uh, is you get one crack at it. You're going to air it all out there. And I don't know that it's going to get better down the road. Oh, you well, guys well after I think that's that, well but, gone, but yeah, then, at that point, think about it's, a, it's a jury trial and it's, it, you, it really gives a fuck. I mean, well, that's, <laughs> that's the other thing with this case is, is like, do you really want to drag 12 strangers out of work for a week? Give them $14 a day to look into your marital drama. Come on. They don't care. Not Jerry Springer. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I just don't think anybody cares anymore. And it depends on, I I tell people all the time, it depends on where you are. What do you mean? You get these awake Durham Mecklenburg, you get the kind of more progressive, more democratic counties, and they're more willing to say, this is what the law says. But 
I've got some Johnston County cases, some Harnett County cases, and where they're going to say, handle your shit at home. Yeah. You know? <laughs> How many of those people you, you the jury have done the same damn thing? Yeah. You, you should have just whooped his ass and been done with it. It depends on where you are. There, you I, know, I, I, Johnston, absolutely. Johnston County is not going to look at somebody and say, and you, you owe him eight million dollars because no, there's a twelve people y'all there. Y'all throw the boats and just make <laughs> yeah, it exactly. <laughs> you know, it's all you know. It's location dependent. It's defendant location, dependent. Location, location. Exactly. Y'all should have just walked up on stage and slapped the dick and walked away. And- exactly. There we are. Full circle. Here we are. That's perfect. Jim. <laughs> ain't that some shit? I don't. That's some ain't that some shit? <laughs> So anyway, Will Smith, <laughs> if he lived in North Carolina, he has about 45 lawsuits from what I can tell. Minimum. <laughs> and Chris Rock has one. Yeah. For assault. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So open marriage is where we started. Maybe not the best choice. I mean, to each it's their own. To each their own, but just know it has consequences, folks. That's all, yeah. all I can say. It has consequences. Yeah. Well, everything does, but this one certainly does. <laughs> But just as a poll, do you think this makes anybody stop from having an affair? Does A of A stop anyone? Does it do what the legislature intended? First of all, I don't think the majority, one, not every state has it. So it's not, and not everybody knows what it is or that it even exists in a state that does have it. So I don't really think that would be a deterrent. Like before I entered the family law world, I had no idea there was an yeah, I guess we're just involved in it, especially. And, and then if you're in an affair, you've already Googled it. I've never met anybody who was like, no, I zipped it back up because I knew about alienation affection. Like, I don't think it really. I had to. I don't. In the heat of the moment, I don't think it stopped anybody. And I think it's that invincibility complex. Even if you do know about it, you're like, yeah, but that's not going to happen. I'm going to get caught. No, right. all the hormones are taking over. My wife's stupid. Like, She'll never find out. Not mine, but yeah, you're right. that was me yeah. and someone else. Chris's wife is not, not, not stupid at all. She doesn't listen to this podcast. Don't worry. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Damn. Joe, Joe, wasn't it good right? that his wife's not listening to the work podcast? That is well, yeah, good, I guess that good is sign. Good. She also doesn't like my work story, so I'm I'm set. Especially the guys that listen to the AMA stories. All right. Okay. So plug for the firm. If you're thinking about having an open relationship, come talk to one of our attorneys. We will talk to you about yeah, what we always say, come see us before you get separated. But that's a really good, if you're thinking about stepping out, come see us. We legitimately had this conversation this week. I don't know what could prevent us from writing a contract about this. I, don't, I could I mean, see it potentially being a popular thing. I as, mean, maybe the public policy I think you got issue, it, but, but what's like, the definition of an open relationship? What does that mean? I know. And I think I that's think why it, you get it on paper. <laughs> Define it. Sign it and notarize it. <laughs> it could be like like polyamorous people now right. could be the next generation of open marriage people. Yeah. Like it could be like an upcoming redefinition of the the way stuff works for that. And so it might be a thing in the we future could, that is. Well, I would tell you, I remember having a case God, was years ago and I was appalled by it because it that's the first time I'd heard of that. I had to go look it up. I didn't know what it was. Didn't mean shit to the judge. Didn't Mm-mm. care about it. And I don't think judges care. Frankly, no. you know. Sorry, I mean, Joe, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's not really their job. <laughs> I, I think this could be one of those things that might change, though, as we as more awareness is brought to. Oh, this, absolutely! And the it becomes a more normalized. More people understand what it is. Maybe it does. Maybe yeah, it does start. We to could play be trendsetters. Because I'm trying to. I need to pull the statute up. But if you're having a same sex marriage, can you can, 
commit adultery? Can you commit marital misconduct under the statute? Uh, they, they can get married in North Carolina. That's all I know. I think that's really all we've done for same-sex marriages. And it, it, yeah, it took a and long was, time, way too long to get and, there. and to be fair, that was not North Carolina's decision. No, it was not. No, it was not. But, but no, I think as far as a plug for the firm, like maybe we're not writing open marriage contracts, but if you've got questions, come see us. I mean, say, just come see us. If y'all made an agreement, that's great. Or you haven't, and you're thinking about this, separate first. Then do whatever the hell yeah. you want. I talk, I talk to people about the big four custody, child support, alimony, and equitable distribution. But we answer questions other than that. Just come talk to us. Well, we had like, a whole episode on marriage advice from divorce attorneys. Like yeah. talking about yeah. if you know the law and what yeah. it would look like, should you separate? We always say knowledge is power. That's right. right. So to know about those things. And maybe we should be a trend center. And to your point, Joe, as far as like all of this evolving, a very hot show, Sex Life, that has season two right. coming out at some point. That was a big piece of it was this PhD psychologist that was talking about, can we really do monogamy? Can, yeah. Is it natural for us to really be yeah. monogamous and everything? So who knows? TBD. Stay tuned, guys. We're going to see. <laughs> well, and if you come talk to us just about to answer some questions, you've already conflicted out the best attorney in the county <laughs> from your spouse. So, you know, Heard. Right? <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> Case in point. Uh, Pun intended. <laughs> if you have any questions around anything related to that, thinking about stepping outside, thinking about separating, already have stepped outside the or marriage. Or thinking about getting married. We, we're, we're from pre-marriage to end of marriage. marriage. <laughs> you got questions. That's a weak eye. Everywhere in between. Yeah. <laughs> anybody in between. So. <laughs> Chris. It's been a pleasure. Uh, uh, PS5 days so a week. But thank you for joining us again. Yeah. So Sarah, Sarah will be back soon, guys. Yeah. But as Feel always, better, thanks for Sarah. listening. Ain't that some shit. <laughs> thanks for listening. This episode is complete. Visit newdirectionfamilylaw.com for show notes and resources. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for more resources and information. And remember, with change comes empowerment.